Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. And I've been sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm welcome sorry, to another sick. round with Heaven and I've been sick. Yay! Live in Los Angeles! Yes, 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 the greatest. Hey. All right, all right. I love how crunk this little corny. Yes! Yo, Tracy McGee, we are in LA. We want to shout out WNYC for having yes, us at the Women's Work Hit Podcast Festival. One of our faves, one of our faves. Yes. And thank you so much to the theater at the Ace Hotel for having us in this beautiful space. Word. Um, so Levels. before we get into it, the world kind of sucks right now, right? Trash. I would say trash. It's pretty, it's pretty trash. Everybody in here is beautiful and lovely. Everything out there feels super, super ugly. So, we did not want to move on with the show without acknowledging the hurt that everybody is feeling nationally. Mm. So, we definitely want to do that. But we also want to give you permission to have fun for this yes. hour. Because it's so important. You have to have a break from the anxiety so you can get right back out into it and keep working. Also, Beyonce says you can have fun at her concerts. <laughs> you can have fun here too, you know? Yes. Um, also, something that my pastor always used to do. How many black folks here were brought up in church? So y'all already know. Um, white people, if you're confused, just look at your neighbor's fine. Um, all right, church, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am glad that you are here. Say, neighbor, keep fighting with me. Say, neighbor, I need you. Say, neighbor, since the world is so full of hate, I'm going to love you times two. Now let's turn the fuck up. Yes. So, we're super excited to be in LA. Yes. The award show capital of the world. A little bit salty that we did not get invited to any award not shows. Not a single award show was like, y'all want to come in like fill a seat? Like nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, they don't be giving awards to black people anyway, so. True. But you know, what the, you know what we do when mm. we don't get invited to shit? Mm. We make our own shit. And make it better. And we do it better. And make it better. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, it is our esteemed honor to welcome you to the first annual Sauce Awards. It's the Sauce Awards. Yes. Nobody's gonna fight at this award show. <laughs> Because it's not the Source Awards. <laughs> it's, it's the, the Sauce, sauce Awards, everyone. The Sauce Awards. awards. Um, thank you, you young Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, anytime. <laughs> yes. Literally anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Love this opening number. Yes, yes. So tonight we are gathered here to honor the best of the internet, I would say. Yes. And the funniest people on the internet are black. Yes. So. Facts. We're here to honor some black people. Tonight's honorees include Renaissance woman Quinta Brunson. Internet hero, Victor Pope Jr. Yes. And the one and only, Amber Rose. But before we get started, maybe you have a few questions. Let's actually break down what the sauce truly means. Yes. What are we awarding? You know, anyone can obtain the juice or something. I mean, you could say that just because you got a nice car, so I'm like, oh man, you got the juice, you know. It, it's, it's something that kind of, kind of comes and goes. Sauce. sauce. Sauce is forever. You buy you a Simply Lemonade. How long is that going to last in your fridge? A couple days, maybe? Yeah. That's the juice. <laughs> How long does barbecue sauce last in your fridge? 
Wow. That's the sauce, man. Sticks around. It's thick. It's hard to move. I'm telling you. What's the difference? This man took time out of his lunch break at Best Buy to tell you that juice is temporary, but mm. the sauce is it's forever. forever. Shout out to Cardi. <laughs> so, first up, we want to play you a moment that was truly monumental for the culture. A woman waits in line on, on a, a date. date. An anonymous man stands beside her. Concessions are about to be purchased. Passion. Desire. Candy. Soda. A large popcorn. Let's watch. Can I get some Skittles? Uh, some dips? Reese's Pieces? Ah! Pretzels? <laughs> and a large popcorn. A large? You got money. He got money. Get it all for him. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know her. You already love her. Please welcome to the stage Quinta Brunson. Yes! (laughs) Makeup hug. (laughs) Yes. Get comfy, girl. girl, Welcome to the couch. This is your living room. Yes. Welcome to the show. You're so cute. I miss you so much. Oh. Hey, ladies. What up? What up? Look at y'all on the stage and shit. I mean, Listen. you know, for a little bit. So, Quinta, we first, I first, I feel like many of us first learned about you as the girl who had never been on a nice date. Yes. <laughs> um, you also had a series, have a series called Broke. Yes. Um, yeah. But now you're all over the place. I have to believe that you are no longer broke because your glow up has been amazing to yes. see, girl. Amazing to yes. watch. Yes. Thank you. What have you learned about yourself Ooh. during this glow up? How many people? Um, <laughs> it's like, it's just us, girl. So I've learned um, da, da, ta, to basically remember being broke. That's been really important. Um, mm. Right on my commute to working every day, I passed by a Denny's where I could only afford a Grand Slam. Oh, girl. Shout out to when I was Slam. Broke, and Shout that Grand Slam Denny's. would last me for the entire day. Mm. I would get it for breakfast, take it home eat the pancake for lunch, and then eat the rest of it for Ooh, dinner. Girl. And that's yes, what I was eating. stretch. Right. So sometimes <laughs> I like to still go there and grab lunch to remind myself of what, you know, once was. Yes. And that's important. I think um, if you forget times like that, and also where you came from, et cetera, you know, it'll set you up pretty bad. What was, what was like happen. the first thing you got when you were like, just, I'm going to flex a little for no reason. When you had disposable income, yes. what did you buy, girl? <laughs> A trip to Hawaii. I always Ooh. wanted to go to Hawaii. Yes. Not only did I go, I went twice. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to choose. I want to do this again. Drag I me. Did. I did. Nowhere. That was it. And that was. I met like a man over there. I had a little situation. Everything. It was great. It was great. Wait, because with disposable income mm. came like, oh, okay, mm. I can now fuck whoever I want too. It's great. <laughs> it was wonderful. We're getting saucy already. It was wonderful. Note to self, get some disposable income. (laughs) It's important. It's a part of the female revolution. I I, I know it's like corny and it shouldn't be that way, but for the time being, once you get some money, then you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. And with money comes like business and business decisions. And you seem to be somebody who's very in like creative control of the things that she makes. And that means being in a room with a lot of suits, a.k.a. stuffy white men. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine you're often the only black person in the room. Yeah. Woman especially. Mm. Yeah. How did you learn how to be in that space? Mm. Okay. So 
this is interesting. Just talked about this with a friend. But when I was younger, I went to a program called the Holly from first to fifth grade. And this program taught us, like, black history very early on. We watched mm. Amistad, like, oh. in third grade. That's what? what we were watching in the classroom. <laughs> Get them young. <laughs> Everyone else was watching the Iron Giant. We had to watch right. Amistad. That was and, a like, <laughs> So we learned a lot about our history very, very early on. And I feel like that has a lot to do with how you're going to continue to carry yourself mm. through the rest of the world. Like if you learn what has happened already to your people and you learn your worth very early, like in your elementary years. Ooh. And it was a lot of our classes, you know what I mean? Like for every period was turned into black history. Like math was like, this is how many slaves were in the thing. I was like... <laughs> Can't we just get regular damn men? But that's, that's like all of that like helped me to understand my place in the world very early. Mm. Um, and I think that was helpful. And then besides that, I think it's important for black people to truly just be themselves in the room. Like, yeah. and I know it feels hard sometimes. And but it must feel lonely, right? Like, do they get your references? Do they get your right. jokes? Do you have to explain what a, what a lace front I is? I don't like. really... <laughs> I don't really care. I, I assume naturally that I have the sauce. I have some sort of sauce. Yes. And that's why I'm there, right? Yes. So I shouldn't, like, and if they don't get the reference, for me, and I know this is not the case for everyone, but I'm making shows. So it's like, if you don't get the reference, I'm not going to count on the white people in the room to understand the reference mm -hmm. in order to make the project because they don't have to. They just mm. need to do whatever jobs they're doing, which yeah. is, you know, production or whatever. Um, and then I just typically just... well. Not like that. I mean, whatever job is, is going on Be in the nice, moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, girl. It's all right. Some of my white coworkers in the audience, y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> they know. <laughs> You're from Philly, yes. which I love. Philly! Yeah. Oh, hey, y'all. Oh, hey, girl. Hey. Y'all roll deep. <laughs> I know. Not to make it about me, but I used to live in Philly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I was, I was listening to an interview where you were talking about um, an acting coach kind of got you to, to water down, if you will. <laughs> your Philly accent? Yeah, so you had I, to the water Philly, down the accent. The Philly, <laughs> the Phil, yes, the Philly accent turns... I don't even know how you regular people say it. Wa water? Water. 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 <laughs> water. <laughs> what? What's up? That's how I started saying it because I can't get it. But... I, what you say in Philly is water. That is how you pronounce It's W-O-O-D-E-R, water. <laughs> it's a completely different word. It's a totally different you word. Spell it? That's it. That's how it's spelled. And I had an acting coach who, I mean, he scared the living water out of me. <laughs> and he was like, don't you ever say that again in my class. You will what? never make it as an actress. Wow. If you That's a lot. It was a lot. And he was from, was he from Philly? No, he was like a little Filipino man. And this was just an elective. Like, this was not my, like, career goal. I was like, I'm, this is an elective course. I'm studying communications. I'm just here. And I, so that really, it scared me. And it put a huge stain on me for a long time. And then I read this What do you book. mean it scared you? It scared me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I wasn't even aware because I went to school at, uh, at Temple in mm. Philly. So I wasn't aware how thick my accent was at the time. And it scared a piece of me where I was like, well, this is very much who I am. Mm. I don't even know how to really say uh, the script anymore using that. And, and then also, I think in my head, I was like, I'm not trying to be an actor. Like, I want to do comedy. I'm not 
trying to like win a dramatic role type of, you know, that's not what I wanted. So for a while I tried to beat that out of me, but then I read this book called Damn Good Advice for People with Talent. Mm, and it ooh. starts off with the author saying that, you know, the one thing you have as an artist is where you're from and who you are and your accent and stuff. It, it means something Preach. for where you've come from and the people that you, you know, represent. So I, I try to divert back to water. <laughs> 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 But I would know if, if it was a role and they were like, hey, man, you're supposed to be from Boston. You can't say water. I'd be like, all right, word. It's okay, I'll, me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he told me you won't ever become an actress saying water. And I was like, that, take it easy. So I think have you, you just adjust. Have you sent to... him a picture of yourself giving him the middle finger yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Do it. Put it on your to-do list. <laughs> um, so speaking of projects. Yes. Um, we had heard that there was one that you were working on with Shonda Rhimes. Yes. With Shondaland, um, yes. Shondaland. That, that did not see the light of day because of the political climate? Yeah, so when the show got pitched, it was a 30 Rock-esque show about a newsroom. Oh, oh man. Well, I think I can talk. It's not happening. So no, it was no, about, it's safe. Nobody will, no it, one no outside one will hear of this. this. It, was, it was like a, about, uh, you know, a political newsroom, right? And so the... The vibe of the show was very different before Trump mm. got elected. So mm. Hollywood moves really slow. This project was a year, year and a half in the making. It was a year in the making before Trump got elected. And so Obama was still in office. Everything's great. People, <laughs> like... A different time than before yeah, times. Yeah, <laughs> people had this natural assumption that Hillary would get elected. And it was a fun and easy climate to make fun of the political climate. Mm. Once Trump mm -hmm. won... Um, Shonda was with ABC at the time, and the, uh, one of the head writers, Matt Byrne, they kept trying to rework the show to fit Trump's presidency. Doesn't it feel like it's easier to make fun of? It's not, because he's everything he's doing is a joke, so mm. it's not as so easy, what it, mm. you know? And, like, you can't write him saying... Hey Puerto Rico, this is your fault because he's actually saying it. Right, right. Like, right. You can't, <laughs> yeah. What's right, the joke? It, you know, and even yeah. I mean, and I, it's true that people are doing it. We like SNL is making jokes. People are making jokes. We mm. can tweet about it. But then when you're trying to build a whole show that is focused, you know, around a presidency, it's like, mm -hmm. so what water do we not tramp, you know, go into? And I think it still could have been done, but it goes into like what the network wants. This was supposedly this was with ABC Studios, and it's like, what do they want people to see on? ABC, mm. and that they weren't here for it. Mm. Interesting. I cannot wait to see the ways that you devise to keep disrespecting the honorable <laughs> president. Yes. I can't wait to see how you figure out how to make fun of him because I'm so ready. That to means so much to me, Tracy, because I'm Seriously. working on so much right now. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. That means um, a lot. I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, so I feel like another one of the million projects I heard about is a, a Facebook TV show. Yeah, so Facebook has Facebook's a new, making TV. They're making TV now. <laughs> Facebook has a show platform called Facebook Watch, and it's actually really cool. It just shows up right there in your Facebook profile if you have one. It, I feel like most people do. It feels like a landline telephone. Like maybe you don't use it, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's there. And, what, and your uh, show's called Quinta versus it's Everything. It's called Quinta versus Everything. Are you just like fighting everyone you see in the streets? No, I'm fighting um, ideologies. So like it's it's like one one episode is Quinta versus feminism, and that's about how I am sometimes a terrible feminist, mm -hmm. and uh, and also what one of my favorite episodes because it covers intersectional feminism. It's like what feminism means in different spaces. It's different when I'm going to bunch with my white friends. It's mm -hmm. different when I'm at, you know, hanging out at my house with my black friends. It looks different in different areas. So it's basically me um, dealing with different things. Another episode is like Quinta versus the curb where I trip on a curb and like the curb. Was... So that's a smaller thing. And then like Quinta versus motherhood where I face like actually 
possibly having a child. Oh my which god! Is, so oh it's really gosh. based on real life experiences. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Um, and 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 it's like sketch, which I'm excited mm. about. So it's a shorter Word. time period than everything else that's out. But like loosely, exactly, Nicole is on there right now, which oh. is Nicole Byer's show. You can watch that on Facebook Watch now. Yes. So it's her. like giving a nice platform to people like me who just like want to make some shit and need some money to make some shit. Shout out Yo. to Shine Theories. Yes. Yeah. Winter, we are so happy to see all the things you're working Thanks, on. Ladies. It's an honor to share space with you and a bigger honor to present you oh. with the She Got Money <laughs> Achievement Award for your contributions <laughs> to the culture. Quinta, you have got the sauce. Would you like to say something for the people? Speech, speech, speech. Wow, this seems like a wonderful opportunity to be able to thank people who have supported me over the years. I don't think people really understand how much their support means to independent creators, mm. to like young black women like me. It, is, it means the world. Like you guys are the reason I get to keep creating. And I feel like if you've seen my work from the beginning, from He Got Money to right now, like you, it's so corny, but you have been a part of that journey because a lot of that time I've been unrepresented. Uh, like not by an agency, mm. refused to take certain roles that didn't make me look good or mm. nice. So that continued support has allowed me to continue being just another version of an awkward black girl that I think the world desperately, you know, yes. desperately needs. So I really appreciate it. Yes, Quinta. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Yes. Everybody Thank you so much, Quinta. Quinta Brunson, everybody. All right, all right. How saucy are you, Tracy? Uh, not enough. <laughs> not enough. Um, working on it, though. Getting there. Hey. Our next honoree is a man, and we apologize for that. <laughs> sincerely, sincerely. He overcame this unfortunate social situation to become a master of internet cinema. His historical dramas rival Roots. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, eat your heart out. <laughs> this fine period piece that we are about to watch together is entitled Amelia Earhart, Best Friend. Let's watch. As the first one in the fly across. Yes, Amelia, bitch, yes. The Pacific. Oh, fuck it up, bitch, yes. <laughs> I love the idea of Amelia Earhart having a hype woman. Yes, Amelia, yes. Can we, can we see that one more, Can we more, see that please? one more time? As the first woman to fly across. Yes, Amelia, bitch, yes. Fuck it up, bitch, yes. <laughs> Black women on Instagram comments. Yes, bitch, yes. Yes, Amelia, bitch, yes. Fuck <laughs> it up. He is famous for being hilarious and for having one of the shiniest, most moisturized heads of hair we have ever seen. Also, I met him for the first time today. He kind of cute. He's going to hear y'all. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you may know him from such blockbusters as How Caterpillars Be Waiting and Stuff. <laughs> and When You a Sperm, But Your Pops Got a Condom On. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Sauce Awards, Mr. Victor Pope Jr. Hey. Hey. Okay, take your time. <laughs> What up, what, what up, what up? So we double fisting. What's in the, what's in the little glass? Ooh, ooh. Huh? 
Oh, right, no, this, this is both water. Okay. I chase my water with water. I believe you. I believe that you are telling me the complete truth right <laughs> Levels. now. Levels. H4O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why is that so funny? <laughs> Yo, if I start laughing, I will cough and die. So please. She will. She will. Don't be funny. Don't be funny. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so we are Vine connoisseurs. Yes. We love Vine. We miss it so much. R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. Rest in peace, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like one of the most like beautiful parts of Vine was the incredible prop usage. There were a lot of fun conventions that are like, yeah. Um, it was a, a teen with a baseball. Glove yeah, on his, and you on know instinctively head. that he is portraying someone's mother. <laughs> right, right, right. Because yeah. he put a baseball glove on his head, you're like, oh, that's Miss Shirley. Somehow, it just <laughs> translates. That's just fine. Yeah, like the prop usage <laughs> is impeccable. You have impeccable prop usage. Yeah. We have seen you turn a shower curtain into a killer whale. Like, <laughs> how does your brain work so that that happens? Look at this. Also, the ingenuity to see that, like, plastic comforter wrap thing. Yeah, and, and be, be like, like oh, yes. that's a oh, condom. Oh, yeah, that's a condom. <laughs> 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 that's a condom, yeah. Talk to us about your vision, your prop vision. <laughs> well, I was like, I need something to put over my head that looked like a condom. <laughs> and I looked at an actual condom, and I said, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> And uh, so I, I saw that, and I was like, you know, that looks, that's, that's okay, that's acceptable. So yeah, but, but really, we, what, the, the great thing about Vines is like, you know, we was just making stuff in our room, you know, and uh, it was like, the less money you have to do shit, you mm. know, you know, and the, the less you have to play with your budget, the, the, more, the more you get to play with your imagination. And that was the magic of Vines, I think. Word of... Do you feel like now that it's gone, like people understand what Vine was? Like it's hard to explain. Like a bulk of your incredible, like surrealist comedy is on Vine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people be like, so you watch this second video and then what? Like some people just don't get it. Yeah, that's good though. Why is that good? I don't know. I think you know. I think that's something our generation has. You know, like mm -hmm. something to feel special about. You know, I'm glad I was a part of a phenomenon. I'm glad it didn't stay online forever because it, it, it was dying anyway, so. Mm. You said you were glad it was, what do you mean it was dying? How was it dying? Well, I mean, there, there was no one um, on, on the platform for a while. Nobody was uploading. I wasn't uploading the last year that it was, that it was alive. Mm. I do feel like generally the last year of Vine, it was numbers Like wise. the last season of Martin, where it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was. We're, we're Gina. Gina and Martin were in the same room. Why is Gina always in LA? This, is, this don't make no sense. Word. Yeah. Do you remember the first time something that you made went viral on the internet? Yeah. What was it? Or the first time something was stolen. Ooh. Because that's like how you know you really made yeah. it when like common white girl steals it. Dory. <laughs> Fuck Dory. <laughs> Um, I made a horrible, just like a trendy Vine, and it was just like a punchline was a, uh, was a hook of a rap song, you know, it was just, it was really cringy, but Mike Epps had like tweeted it, and he was like, yo, this is funny, and when he did that, I, I, uh, I had quit my job, and I was like, yo, okay, yeah, we're gonna do Vine. <laughs> <laughs> you quit your job? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's real life. I quit my job, it, which which wasn't like it was. That wasn't even an easy decision for me because at the time I had a, a six year old son, and you know I was paying bills and stuff. So where were you working? What was his job? 
I was, I was, it was a temp service. Um, and I was working in an evidence room. And, uh, well, it, it was where they kept the, the paperwork attached to the actual evidence. So it was, a, they wanted us to put the files electric because they was getting rid of all the paper. And, um, <laughs> paper. <laughs> Paper, <laughs> man, I love paper. I love him, but um, <laughs> hey, you fuck with paper, man. But nah, for real though, like yeah. So that that's what I was working. It was a cool job, but I saw like unfunny people and like you know people who were like doing like stereotypical and just horrible and. Cliche comedy. Uh, yeah, Vine was amazing, but there was also a good portion of it that was just like racist white teens. And that white was the portion was that were millionaires. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I, I said, if they can make money off of it, I mm. can at least, if, if they can be rich off of it, I can at least survive off of it. Mm. Because I'm, I'm at least, I at least find myself kind of funny. You, know? you got the sauce, you might say? Oh, yeah, baby, I'm dripping. You hear me? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Just got a little thirsty. <laughs> Do not encourage this. Do not encourage this. Do not. Um, so clearly, you have a very light, cheery air about you. Very infectious. You mentioned paper, somebody died. We're giggling, we're giggling. Just <laughs> giggling, just giggling. And a lot of your vines and a lot of your online material is very light, very funny. Uh -huh. But we do our research here at Another Round, and we found a video where you opened up about your struggles with bipolar disorder and just trying to balance that with being in the public eye. And it was so, like, very raw and, like, very emotional. Why did you decide to open up about it in that way? Um... Well, it, it, it was times where I would disappear off uh, social media and people were like, you know, you're not, you're not posting enough or you're not, you're not doing this enough, you know, you, you're going to fall off, you're going to do this. But I, and I felt like if I keep, you know, being visible while I'm hurting and I'm just, I'm this low, I'm going to do more than fall off, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm going to disappear. So, and I had to, I had to make a video and I just, I just, to, to let my fans know, like, I'm not just, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, fall back from you guys, but I just, I, I'm, I'm going through things, you know, and it's, it's, it's you know, the, I'm a person on the internet, you know, I, I get that, but it's, it's, it's bigger than the internet, you know, because it's, it's the person of it, you know, so, uh, yeah. Being an internet person is weird because people think that they know you because they see your internet content and they sort of like feel and think, that, you know, they can demand things of you. How do you take care of yourself in those moments? Like, what is in your self-care toolkit? Um, you know, I, uh, I, I turn my phone off a lot. Uh, Smart. I meditate. Um, really, you know, I just, I just watch, my, uh, watch my diet. I watch what I eat. I watch what I drink. I try to drink a lot of water. Um, can I pivot awkwardly to a different topic entirely? Please, I love an awkward pivot. I really, like, we were on your Instagram, and I'm dying at your son looking exactly like you. Wild. <laughs> but, but always has a better fade, low-key. Like, what's up with that? First of all, do you remember the first time you, like, introduced your son to your barber? That's a great question. 
Like, is it like a ceremony? Like, you and Yama, you and Yama, you and Yama, Don't fuck him up, please. Please. <laughs> it's funny you said that because <laughs> the first barber I took my son to fucked me up and my son. So he you took did. your son to him after he fucked you up? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, yes and no. Do we need my, to call the people? My homie told me, he was like, yeah, this the barber I go to. He called, da, 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 da. So I'm like, okay, babe, we on, baby. So I, t- I, t- I, t- I take my son to him. Well, I go first. And I'm like, okay, he kind of fucked me up. <laughs> but I'm like, he not going to fuck my son up after he fucked, you know? He might be a bad barber, but he not a monster. <laughs> That's terrible logic. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good logic at all. <laughs> he was a monster. He was a monster. Um, Victor, it is an honor to share the same internet with to. you, the same stage with you, and it is our esteemed honor to present you with the Life Vine Achievement Award. Okay. Oh. 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 <laughs> Victor, you have got the sauce. Oh, babe, yeah, baby, I'm sauce too. Please say a few words for the Gotta people. Gotta give a quick speech. Okay, real quick, man. I'm gonna thank all my roommates, you know what I'm saying, man. All of y'all, man. Flashy, CJ, man. Kenny, man, me, man. I hate you so much. Uh, my homeboy, man. My homeboy here, he a comedian. Name Paul. I came here with him, man. That was real ass nigga, man. Are these real people? I wanna, I wanna thank my mama, my daddy, okay. man. Okay. Okay. And, I want to thank, thank my stepdaddy, man. All right. All right. Hold up, real music. quick. Where's the Oscars music? <laughs> Just, I'm, I want to thank my son. He cool people, man. I want to thank. <laughs> All right. No, real All quick. Right. I, I want to thank my baby mama. Yes. Other baby you, daddy. All right, everybody. Victor Pope. Victor Pope, everybody. <laughs> Great. Victor Pope Jr., everybody. Yes. Thank you so much. Get all your waters. Get all your sauces. So, she may have entered your life as a model or an actress, but she has insisted on defining herself and making her own way, including for this final award of the evening, the... The mother of all awards. Yes! This award goes to someone who reminds us that women's bodies aren't inherently shameful, that there's nothing wrong with celebrating what makes us feel sexy, including our rose bushes. Hey! She's now known for being an author, activist, amazing mother, host of Loveline, slut walker extraordinaire, a feminist icon, and literally wrote the book on how to be a bad bitch. Please welcome to the show the one and only Amber Rose. Great. Hey, First hey. of all, that, the linger of that scent. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here with yes. us. Yes. Thanks for having me. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Captain Save a Ho in the building. Hey. 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 <laughs> for those of you who may not know, Amber had our third annual slut walk recently and wore an incredible superhero ensemble. Mm-hmm. That's French for outfit. Yes. Okay. So, for our, our listeners who cannot see this magnificent outfit, it's a wonderful superhero outfit. And the cape says on the back of it, Captain Save a Hole. Yes, it does. 
Um, All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> what does it mean to be Captain Save a Hole in Amber's world? What does that mean? Well, you know, um, I love to cause controversy. Yes. <laughs> kind of like my thing. I get off on it. You know, I, I like to bring awareness to women's issues. And, um, you know, sometimes people like to treat me like an asshole. So I like do asshole things on purpose <laughs> mm. to like piss them off even more. Um, and that's why I wore that because a lot of people will say she's just promoting promiscuity or she's just, you know, um, making an excuse for being a hoe. And so that's why I wore Captain Save a Hoe because if you're a logical person, you can look on the website and know what the slut walk is about. Mm. It's, it's a very simple read. The website is very easy to navigate. Um, you could just, you can, you can Google. I mean, like, yeah. you know, so anyone that has a, an opinion about it literally just didn't. A basic Google. They just help. didn't go, they just didn't care. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I wanted to piss people off. Yeah. Basically. I like to say that the <laughs> only thing that makes a woman a hoe is somebody else's opinion. So. Mm. Amen. Love Amen, that. Tracy. Love so haven't you went to Slut Walk, right? I did, I did. It was so much fun. Oh, yay. It was like, it's Sunday. Let's like celebrate a feminist value in the morning and then go to brunch. I was yeah. like, yes, I'm in, yeah. I'm in. Perfect yeah. Sunday. Yes. It was amazing. There was like um, everything from like booths about like family therapy and like free, free pole dancing classes to like Fashion Nova. I need all of those spinners things. In the yeah, audience. and then we, you know, and <laughs> like then everything. We, yeah, it's a, it, the, that's the thing. So like this year we incorporated. Um, I had an open women's conference at USC, um, and thank you USC for letting me do that because I wanted to, the educational side of activism and feminism. Um, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, financial literacy. We wanted to teach the girls any and everything that, they, that they're capable of doing, but society tells them that they're not capable. Mm. And so we had the educational side of it on Saturday. Sunday was the protest, and then we had a whole festival to celebrate women, but we also had uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation, HIV and AIDS testing, um, counselors for rape and um, sexual assault survivors. Mm. And um, yeah, so we, it was like a fun day, but it was also... The, the serious stuff was there as well. Mm. I was curious because, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't feeling one of the DJs. Ooh, and let me tell you why. Yeah, tell so me. So it was like... He's fired. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Spill it. So it's the third annual. Like, it's gotten a lot bigger. There are a lot more performers yes. and stuff. So there was one guy on... He was basically being like, if you don't have any STDs, make some noise. And then you would just like oh, quietly that was, be like... That was OT Genesis. Do, and then I took his microphone. And then you were quietly <laughs> like, listen, like if you do have STDs, this is a no shame space. Like this is what that's all about. Well, that, well yeah. So, so basically a part of his act was to say... If you got a clean ass pussy and you ain't got no STDs, right, right. make some noise. Right. And so every all, all the like, uh, could you imagine being in the crowd and having an STD? You're like, right? <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm clean. I right. swear, I'm clean. And so you know, I wanted I wanted him to know. And I grabbed mm. his mic and I said, you know, this is about educating, mm. especially guys, that you know what. Sometimes you may have an STD, and that is okay because Word, things shit, happen. Shit We're all human, yeah. and let's be positive about everything. You know? Yeah, but I appreciated that. Yeah, thank you. So, you are a woman. <laughs> I think. I yes. don't know. Maybe today. I don't know. You're on the internet. 
you're fair skinned, you've dated a rapper or two, you're very or three, outspoken, or, four. or a three or four or five. You're very I like outspoken. I'm creative. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, all of these things are enough to get a bunch of criticism and hate thrown at a woman. First of all, just being on the internet and being a woman will do it, period. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't be confident. I mean, that's just... Yeah, yeah. Um, but that garners you a lot of criticism from all types of people, from men, from women, from white folks to black folks, people of color. A lot of it is just like mean, nasty, spiteful, jealous, whatever. Mm. But there, what is the most helpful piece of criticism that you feel like you've gotten? Hmm. If any. Criticism? Yeah, like constructive criticism, like. I don't, I mean, if I don't ask for your opinion, I definitely ain't going to take it. <laughs> uh, if you just send me a tweet, like, maybe you should do this, Amber. I'm not, I'm probably not going to listen to yeah. you. I don't know. What about, like, people that you trust, like, people in your life? Because you said um, that you have not always identified as a feminist. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine that there were people who had an influence and sort of like guided you like this thing that you think no, maybe look at no, it this no, way. No, no, no. I, I would say I, I would say trolls had an influence on me. Mm. Oh, tell them some more. Um, well, I I went through a very public divorce. It was the worst time of my life. Um, and people blame me for it without knowing anything that happened. Mm. You know, I'm people think I'm really out there, but I'm really pri like no one knows why I broke up with like that first guy that I dated years ago. Um, and no one really knows why me and Wiz got divorced because I don't, I don't, I don't talk about it. You know, I just I sit and I, I take the pain because I'm like, yo, I'm fucking strong. I can do this shit, right. you know? I'm just that type of person. I, I do that for feminism as well because I take all the punches for feminism so you guys don't have to. And I enjoy it. I, I, I'm, I'm a crazy South Philly bitch like that. I just, I like shit like that. But I went through the worst time of my life um, and, you know, the trolls are like, well, you know, he, you didn't deserve him anyway. You're nothing but a stripper. You're nothing but a whore. That's why Kanye threw you out and he picked you up and then you used him for money. And, and it was literally not knowing my sexual history, not knowing what happened in our relationship, um, not knowing really anything. Just the fact that I was a woman, that I had a past, that I was confident, mm. that I didn't sit on the internet and cry and, and uh, uh, show all my business or, you know, put out videos like he cheated or I cheated or this happened or that happened. I just took it like a G and they just couldn't take it. Mm. They could, they were mad at me. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand. And so when I was getting slut shamed, I didn't know what slut shame, I didn't even know there was a word for mm. what was going on. Right. And I found out what it was and I found out what a slut walk was. And I was like, you know what, feminism is really just doing whatever the fuck you want. It's equality. Men do whatever the fuck they want. Why can't we? Why can't I throw my bush in, in your face and for feminism? Right. Why can't I fucking date a, a guy that's nine years younger than me because I'm popping? Like, why can't I do whatever I want? You know, like, yes. why are you mad at me? Yes. You know? So, the trolls helped for sure. <laughs> Speaking of ages and age differences and mm. et cetera and et cetera, <laughs> um, you said that um, you're, you really came to know who you are mm -hmm. at age 31. And for a lot of people, that happens at like 21, 25, whatever. But 31, you said, was like the time. Yeah. As a 35-year-old woman myself. Hey, hair flip. I um, see you. You see how I do that? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, I love being 30. I love turning 30. And I feel like I'm always talking about being 30, so people don't hear me when I do it. We're in our sexual prime, girl. Let's talk about it. Like, (laughs) the best things about being 30. Somebody in here is freaked out about being 30, turning 30. Why should they not freak out? Oh, my God. Well, if you're a woman, Mm -hmm. okay. First of all, we don't fuck the men. We don't care what. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be okay. So the thing, the thing about, you know, I feel like in your 30s, you're just grown as hell, but you're still young, but you're like in your sexual prime where you ain't scared to make an ugly face or, you know, you're just going to get, you're going to do what you got to do to please yourself. (laughs) You just don't care anymore. You just like, listen. Yes. Check this out. <laughs> I'm going to do me. I don't have time. You have so much less time for the bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Also, I feel like I should tell everybody <laughs> that I'm literally ovulating as we speak. <laughs> me too! Go for God! I swear to God! You're synced up! Shut like, my up! Head is, like, dropping literally today. today and tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I swear. I oh looked at app period and I was like, this explains why. Do you why. have the app? Yes! Yes! <laughs> this is the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> I live for this, yes. I love it so much. <laughs> so we talk a lot about mental health and self-care on this show. Okay. In your book, How to Be a Bad Bitch, you talk about, like, you had to deal with all of that stuff very young. You had your first panic attack at 12. Yes. Like, wow. that's a lot to deal with as an adult, let alone as, like, a kid who's still figuring out what's happening. Mm-hmm. How have you, like, what's in your self-care toolkit? How have you learned to take care of yourself, your anxiety? Like, how has that journey been for you? So when I first had an anxiety attack, I was 12, and, um, and I went to my mom and I said, Mom, because so I, I've worn glasses since I was five years old, right? I have poor eye vision. And I went to my mom, did somebody just like, woo? Yes. Okay. Shout, Shout out to, to the baby with eye vision. <laughs> I was so eight, couldn't see shit. I, I, um, I live for a baby with glasses, I really do. Uh, they are the and cutest. I, they're the cutest. I was so cute, I'm not gonna lie. We're all ovulating. Oh, my God, baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) Baby's in glasses. I just told 21, I'm like, meet me at the house at a, you know, (laughs) give me an hour. I'll be right there. It's about to go. So, (laughs) but yeah, so, no, seriously, I had my first panic attack when I was 12, and because I had poor eye vision, I I went to my mom. I said, Mom, I think I need a new prescription because Mm. I'm not seeing things right. And I, because I didn't know what anxiety was, you know? Mm. And everything... When I had a panic attack, everything would turn animated around me. What and does I would that mean? start, huh? What does it mean? It, you, it would turn animated. What does that mean? It would, it would, it was like I would go into a different space where I would panic and I would feel like I was in a different world. Mm. Um, it was very severe like that and everything would turn like, kind of like, do you ever see Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden? Oh like, my God, that video? is a terrifying video. Yeah, like that's kind of what my panic attacks were like. Oh and my so, God. I told my mom I wasn't seeing straight. I went to the eye doctor. He was like, your, your eye vision is the same. And then I went to the emergency room one day because I was like, mom, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what it is. And the doctor said, um, you're, you're suffering from anxiety. Mm. And I said, well, I'm not scared of nothing. Shit. <laughs> like, you know, because that's the first thing you, you yeah. think. Like, well, I'm not scared of nothing. Why do I have anxiety? It's really just a chemical imbalance. And so the doctor was like, well, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we could put you on like a Xanax or something like that, like a lower dosage of Xanax. And my mom was like, nah, you're not about to put my daughter on no pills. This is 12? Year, 12 years old. And so what I did was 
I would stay busy. And that's how I, I, I got through it. So if I constantly did something, um, I would have less panic attacks. Mm. Or I would, my mom would say, talk yourself out of it. Know that it's just like kind of like, um, it's, it's not real what yeah. you're seeing in that yeah. moment, you know? And you can't drink caffeine, um, you know, sodas or um, definitely alcohol. Because I used to drink 40s and shit back in Philly and all that. <laughs> At 12? Oh, girl. <laughs> Story for another day. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, like at 12, you know, you know, you know, growing you know up in the do. city, you, you, yeah. you want to be cool. You're drinking 40s of OE and smoking Newports and shit. Oh. And um, oh, don't let the pretty face fool you. <laughs> um, That's black uncle behavior. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like a gold rope chain too. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. I was, yes, I was equivalent to a black uncle as well. But yeah, it was, it was very serious. It was mm-hmm. very serious. So I did speak about it in my book. Mm-hmm. It was a very scary time. And even, even if I drink alcohol now, like I, I don't do drugs. I've never did a drug in my life. I tried smoking weed maybe like one time when I was young. I had the worst panic attack ever. Mm. And so I'm like a very light drinker and I, I don't do drugs for that reason. So maybe God did it for a reason. Yeah. And it made me stronger. Mm. Mm. I always think it's so interesting to like mark and compare yourself to who you are today versus who you were like then at 12, you know, having uh-huh. panic attacks and smoking Newports with Uncle Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mentioned earlier that you haven't always identified as a feminist, but you do now. If there was a person here listening right now who does not identify as a feminist, what would you say to that person? Um, I would say that society has taught you to uh, be a slut shamer to think that women are inferior, that we need to, as women, dress a certain way to be uh, respected. And um, it's, it's all bullshit. It's literally all bullshit. Society teaches us bullshit. Our parents teach mm. us bullshit. Because mm. they don't fucking know anybody. Because they were taught bullshit. They right. were taught bullshit. It's generations of bullshit. And <laughs> it's true. It's real. It is. It's generations of bullshit. It really mm. is. And so, you know, I had to tell my mom the other day, Cause we're watching like a we're watching like a celebrity show or whatever, and my mom's, you know, she's like, now, nah, uh-uh, now she knows she is too damn old to be having that on. Like, why is she wearing that? Mm. And I said, mommy, that is ageism. Mm. You can't say that. <laughs> you know, you can't say that, mom. Right. Because let let her wear what she wants to wear. She's comfortable in her own skin. Mm. Like, it's you're never too old to wear something or not wear something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You never, it's, it's, like, it's like classism, right? So like strippers get put down because they have like their tits out and shit, but you see titties in fucking high fashion magazines every day for like mm-hmm. Dior and Prada and shit. But it's like, because they're doing it in a different way or in a different setting. It's highbrow. It's high fashion. It's, it's bullshit. Dita mm-hmm. Von Teese is a stripper. Mm-hmm. She only strips <laughs> for rich people. And I love Dita. I love Dita. I always use I Dita. Too. I love like, her so much. I love Dita. I'm, I, please don't think I don't love her. I mm-hmm. absolutely adore her. But, you know, people look at Dita like, well, she's a burlesque yes. dancer. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. she's a stripper. No, mm-hmm. she's, she yes. does the same thing we all do. Mm-hmm. She just don't do it you know, 
at, at, at strip clubs. She yeah. does it in, in Milan. Good for her. <laughs> Basically. And look, they wouldn't let my black ass in Milan, so <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a little drunk, so I don't know what that just meant. <laughs> Believe it and you'll achieve it. Yes. Eleanor, cut that out of the final episode. <laughs> um... I'm, I'm here all night. Seriously, hey. like, I will, I will sit with you girls all night. I swear to God. Like, I have nothing. I'm just here. Let's, okay. Let's do it. All right. We're going to move on to people Yo, you and you guys did not drunk. know that this already. Okay. <laughs> we are going to move on to a segment that we like to call pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Rapid fire questions is the idea. Okay. Yes. Pew, pew. Rapid fire questions. Yes. All right. Um, so. Don't try to get me caught up now. <laughs> oh, of course we are. Of course. See, typically you would be drunk by now, so it'd be easier. It's true. So you're, it's true. you're making this hard for us. Okay. Um, so, Mother yes. came from the drag scene, from the ball scene. And you've also been a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. which yes. our producer, Eleanor, is a huge... Stand. Eleanor has an entire podcast dedicated <laughs> yes. to RuPaul's Drag Race. Look it up. It's so good. Um, who are your favorite queens from Drag Race? Oh, God. I, don't, I would just say Ru. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I would say we're, I mean, it's not heart. that they're not. I just, I, I really don't have a lot of time to watch TV. Mm. Um, but RuPaul just did my podcast and I did his. And we're actually very close. Like, sometimes, with, like, you know, like, we'll have, like, barbecues and stuff. Oh, my God. You're so, like, so beautiful. I know, I'll be so waiting cool. for my invite. <laughs> yeah, I got you next time. Yes. <laughs> um, we also heard that you masturbate every day. Is that accurate? I, I'm, I'm sorry. What'd that you, you masturbate every day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I yeah. just masturbated oh, yeah. before I came out here, hey. actually. <laughs> well, like backstage or like before you like... <laughs> no, like right, like right there, like okay. before I came out. All right, all right, all right. That's why I'm glowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So has that always been the case or is this like the 30 plus libido jump that has got you like... No, I always masturbated all the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's good for you. It's the safest sex. Safest sex. That's ever. true. Yeah. Makes your teeth white, clears your skin, raises your credit. Everybody, <laughs> when you go. Yes. <laughs> so you give amazing sex advice on Loveline. Uh-huh. What's the Thank best you. sex advice you've gotten? Ooh. Or like what stays with you in, in terms of sex advice? Well, you know, Dr. Chris that I do my podcast with, Loveline. Um <laughs> Plug. Nice. Hey. He, um, Smooth. He, he has a list of things for me to do Ooh, that I've never done. Wait, what do you mean? Like Such just ass. A, a suggestion list? Like a like, bucket like, list? Like, bitch, you need to do it because you're like... So he, he said, he said, Amber... So when we first started the podcast, he was like, you never had a threesome? And I was like, no, what? Like, I never had a threesome. And so, like, because I'm so uh, sexually confident and, like, body confident and... You know, people think that I just have orgies all day. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, like, one, I just don't have time. And I was going to say, it takes a lot of that's time. That's a lot of time, yeah. yeah. You gotta wash the sheets after. Right. That's a it's whole a lot. deal. It's just too much. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all lit over there. Right. But, no, I, you know, I, 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 um, I'm kind of, I don't, he calls me vanilla, but I don't think I'm vanilla. I just think, um, you know, I like, and this is kind of like a downer type of thing, but I, I had like five friends die of HIV and AIDS in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to five funerals 
that year for my mm-hmm. friends. And it was kind of, they just all passed away in the same year. And so, um, you know, watching them kind of go through what they went through and stuff like that, I really, I was always very scared mm. because I seen it in front of my eyes. And so, like, when it came to, like, being in relationship, like, this was, like, years of being around them. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, like, it happened and then they, they passed. So, um, you know, I like to be with one person and I know, like, if, I, if I'm really falling in love with this person and we're about to be reckless, like, I go, we go to the doctor together, we get tested together, you know, I'm just very safe. So for me to just go and have, like, just casual sex all the time, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's scary for me, although um, I will never judge anyone that does it. That's why I do promote, you know, safe sex and stuff like that, you know, being a feminist and at my slut walk and... And stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of never really did, like, spontaneous stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I like to, I'm vanilla in that way, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a threesome, finally. I okay. finally did it. Okay. Wait, recently? I because... did it, like, um, like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. How girl, was girl, it? boy, 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 girl, can I ask? It was, it, well, it was two of my friends, um... They're both famous, but I ain't telling y'all who they Just gonna tease us like that? That yeah. is very rude. Um, yeah, no one will ever know, trust me. But, um, you know, I really didn't... I didn't like it. No? I feel like it's logistically also just a bit much. <laughs> Thank you! It's just a bit much. Thank you. That's how I felt. Like, I felt like, I felt like, you know, like... He, it was so, it was like my uh, girlfriend and then my guy friend. So it was like two girls and a guy. Um, I'd much rather have two guys. I don't know about you guys, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was just how it happened. But, you know, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. So like he would have to like change the condom. Like every time it was like back um. and forth, like change the condom. I'm like, it's too much downtime. I'm bored. Like, <laughs> I'm like it's a first 48 marathon um, I could be watching. <laughs> I, feel I was just I feel like that. dry after <laughs> I was over yeah. it. Are, so, is, is there anything else on that list that you want to try? So he says I have to try anal, which I'm like not excited about. Um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, that's about it. Anal. Just probably. anal. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna stay on that list for a sec. <laughs> um, what is your biggest sexual pet peeve? If you're quiet. Girl, you know what I mean? Like I need, like if I'm, if I'm like, let's talk about it. Tracy. If I'm going in, you know, if I'm going in, you just like listen, <laughs> listen. You know, like I'm gonna be like, silently there. Yeah. Are we like, Are is we it diving or not? I yeah. feel like <laughs> you feel like a. I feel like if I am putting in work, okay. <laughs> And listen, 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 listen. I do not enjoy the gym. I don't like sweating. I don't like moving. If I am doing two of those three things for you, you and better I'm make some damn noise. Yes. That's like working overtime at a basic ass nine to five and not getting a paycheck. Mm. Right. Right. Why am I here? Mm. What am I working for? Yeah. For what? Yeah. For what? Well said, Tracy. Um. I share that. Also, random question. 
Like, I know how. <laughs> what you about to ask me? <laughs> I know, right? Listen, this is not even written down, so this is, uh, this is not a great This question. is off top? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> yes. um, so you know how, like, in porn, right? Like, the dude be, like, naked except for, like, the socks and the Tims. <laughs> Wait. Have you ever... Have you ever or would you ever, like, the dude comes in as naked, socks and Tims, like, let's go. Are you down? Are you going to be like... That's fucking hot, uh, yo. That's hot. <laughs> That's like, some Philly shit right there. Yeah, that is some say. South Philly <laughs> shit. Yes. But then if they just, if they put a shirt up and just have it in their mouth, like at the same time Ooh. with the extra Philly. Yeah. yeah. Extra Philly. Hot. Philly from the mid 2000s. No, I like, I like, I like <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. A very specific look. Mid 2000s. Funny. On that funny. note. <laughs> Oh, man. Amber, a delight to have you a here. Delight. Oh, a we're delight. done. I don't yes. want to <laughs> So. <laughs> we here at Another Round, we identify as Mouthy Broads. Mm -hmm. And it is our pleasure to award to you uh, this glamorous <laughs> sauce award. Aww. For being outspoken, unapologetic, and unafraid, we are so honored to present you with the mother of all awards. Amber Rose, you have got the sauce. Yes. Would you like to say you a few to words to the speech. people? What's up? <laughs> the briefest of, oh, um, of acceptance I just, speeches. Uh, first yeah. of all, I want to thank God, um, my mama, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you girls. Thank you for, oh uh, you know, recognizing my sauce. Yes. Hey. So <laughs> You better drink that water, Tracy. <laughs>
And let me tell you all about prescription sunglasses. Because I'm in New York, I'd be walking, I'd be seeing people sometimes. Right. And I'm a fan of the wave from afar. Mm. Let's not chat. Let's not hop in the same Especially subway now that people car. people like, recognize you. Right. Like, I appreciate that. Of course. Like, maybe Love even it. a salute from the distance. <laughs> And keep it moving, yeah, you know? Yeah, because sometimes you're having a bad day. Exactly. You yeah, and just I like, it. you know, I be in my emotions, et cetera. And I'm not expecting to interact with a human yeah. in uncharted territory. <laughs> so prescription sunglasses are excellent for that moment. Because you can see exactly if you know the person or not while they're approaching you. But also at a distance. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is perfect for me because I'm just like, I have my sunglasses on, keep it moving. Are you nearsighted or farsighted? Whichever one means I need it to see far away. I can what never is that? remember. Is that it's, uh, it's also that nearsighted. One. So you can see close up, but not far away. Yes. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dang. it has upgraded my life. Also, they're so cute. Yes, they are. Look at these little pink, pink cat eye situations. Um, it is a beautiful time to be a glasses wearer because you can mm. wear, like, cheap-ass sunglasses and, mm. like, the Warby Parker situation. Girl, I get my sunglasses from Anyways, Target, so I can't Life-changer if you are also petty like me but, like, want to see what you're being petty about. Right. Instead of being abstractly petty and ignoring someone. <laughs> petty with a purpose, if you petty will. Petty with a purpose. If you will. That's me. Okay, okay. I like that. Who are you buying like around that. for, Tracy? This is going to sound weird because... Being sick is not fun. Okay. But I would like to buy a round for getting sick sometimes. What? I know, right? What? First, I was going to buy a round for 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Fucking love it. We'll talk for about what? that on another episode. 90 Day Fiance, the reality show? Girl. We'll talk about that we'll a separate talk. time. Open this Why? Tab. What is there to celebrate so, about being sick? Um, I Name one. <laughs> have. Name one good hit. <laughs> I've been pretty stressed lately. Mm. I don't always deal with that stress in good, healthy, productive ways. And this bout of bronchitis <laughs> is my body telling me, bitch, sit down. Yes. Be humble. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Because the thing is, like, bodies are, are dumb. You know, they, the brains malfunction and they tell you the shit. The brains don't be knowing. That's brains, the lie they tell you. Yeah, brains are like computers. They can get, like... They have glitches and shit, no. you know, and your body yes, sometimes exactly. doesn't want to do what you want it to do, but bodies sometimes be knowing. Mm. And like my, something that I've learned this year is that my body has been trying to tell me that you are stressed out. And like literally it was like, so you're not going to listen to your brain, listen to your immune system then. <laughs> you got nasty ass mucusy coughs. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't have it if you didn't smoke so much, you know? Like it really like made me sit and investigate like, why mm. am I like having all of this shit happen to me? And it's because I'm not dealing with stress well. This is the way that my body is telling me that you need to like check in with your brain, Word. with your spirit, with your whatever. The body will let you know. Your body will let you know. So <laughs> shout out to my mucus. Mm. Shout out to my inflamed all bronchial right, all right, tubes all right. or whatever. <laughs> I hear you. I had a talk with God last night and I was like, if you just give me Yo, through the show, I promise sure I will know. never listen. Yes. But you know what, Tracy? You yes. here, you made it. I'm here. And we appreciate you for that. Yes. Yes. Shout out to my mucus. I'm going to start treating myself better. Right. I am. Y'all, it's been an incredible show. LA, you're amazing. We want to give I'm a special alive. shout out to Amber okay. Rose, Quinta Brunson, Victor Pope Jr. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, shout burr, out to burr, WNYC's burr, burr. Work It Festival for having us and celebrating women in podcasting. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. 
This live show was produced by Eleanor Kagan and Nina Potuck with production support from Agara Nesha Chagre and shout out to Julia Ferlin, Meg Kramer, and Alex Laughlin back in New York City. Drink some water, take your meds, call your person, listen to your body. It's trying yes. to tell you what's wrong yes. with you. We love you, L.A. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. We love you guys. Yup, yup. You're Mr. Tip the